Well, that uh, takes us now to our press review. And for that, I'm joined in the studio once again by Leo McGuinn. Hi, Leo. Um, as we've been reporting all morning, uh, farmers in France are very much pushing on with their protests, uh, also their blockade of Paris. Um, what's the press reaction this morning? Yeah, I'll start by showing you the front page of L'Humanité this morning. They have a quote on their front page, a quote, we expected nothing, we're not disappointing, kind of sums up the general feeling of farmers in the country. It comes, of course, as roads in and out of Paris are blockaded in order to pressure the government over fuel taxes, regulations and falling incomes. The papers say that the unions are dissatisfied, uh, the unions say, in fact, that they're dissatisfied with the empty rhetoric and the lack of new measures spouted by PM Gabriel Attal. And that's why they've decided to continue their actions. Aujourd'hui, en France, have this on the front page. They say that the farmers are feeling both anger and disappointment. They say that the discourse is still too vague. We've been patient. Now we're going to build to a crescendo. That's the threat coming from them. And talking about Prime Minister Gabriel Attal, he made his government policy statement yesterday, three weeks after his appointment. He tackled four main topics, authority and security, uh, employment, education and healthcare, and of course, agriculture and the environment. This is L'Opinion this morning. They say that one of Attal's main ambitions is to de-bureaucratise France. They say he's got quite a few challenges ahead of him, but he acquitted himself quite well in that speak and speech and that he's got youth and determination on his side. If we look at the centre-right La Croix, they have a similar take. They believe that Gabriel Attal did quite well and that his speech uh, falls in line with major themes pushed by Emmanuel Macron, but he also showed his own style and personality in that speech. If we took it left, look at left-leaning Libération, they perhaps unsurprisingly have a different take. They called the discourse too right-wing. They have a picture of a tell there. You can see alongside a bunch of tractors and accuse him of driving hard in the right-hand lane. Well, let's cross now, uh, Leo, to Ireland, where there's been something of a breakthrough after years of stalemate at the Northern Irish Assembly. Uh, it's a, a, a piece of progress that could have some significant repercussions down the line. Yeah, significant repercussions indeed. And this is the front page of the Financial Times here. You can see day of optimism. That's what they've led with. It comes after nearly two years of a political deadlock. The Democratic Unionist Party have agreed to a deal to return to power sharing. The DUP had blocked a functioning government since February 2022 in protests against post Brexit trade arrangements, but the move now follows months of secret negotiations with the UK government. The details are set to be announced later on the day. Today, legislation could be passed on Thursday and the, and the Assembly could reconvene as early as Friday or Saturday. When the Assembly is recalled, the First Minister will be Sinn Féin's Michelle O'Neill. But why is that so symbolic? I'll try to explain it. Uh, this is the Independent. According to the party's leader, Mary Lou Macdonald, it shows that Irish unity is within touching distance. Sinn Féin emerged as the largest party in Northern Ireland after the last assembly, uh, last assembly election. And for the first time, there will be a nationalist first minister. Of course, they have the largest opposition south of the border. And now they'll have first minister north of the border. Uh, and there is an Irish general election in the next 12 months. So all this could be very significant moving forward. OK, well, moving on now to some football news, Leo. Uh, a bit of a shock at the Africa Cup of Nations uh, on Tuesday. Favourites, Morocco, no longer the favourites, they're out. 
Yeah, another day at AFCON, another major shock. It seems to be the tournament of shocks. This is the Soatan, a South African newspaper. South Africa stunned Morocco last night to sail through to the last eight. They won 2-0 thanks to goals from Evidence Makopa and Teboha Mokwena. Uh, this has been the tournament of shocks. As I say, defending champions Senegal were knocked out on Monday, but this one tops it. Uh, and to, to really put it into context, Bafana, Bafana were given really no chance. They didn't even reach the last Africa Cup of Nations, whereas Morocco got to the World Cup semi-finals. Uh, South Africa will now be playing Cape Verde in the last eight, and they'll really fancy their chances there. I'll show you some Moroccan reaction. This is Le Matin, pretty critical of the Atlas Lions this morning. They accuse the side of running in circles, of having no real ambition, playing too cautiously. Uh, according to the paper, Morocco were outrageously dominated in the tactical battle. In fact, for such a, a footballing powerhouse, Morocco have a really poor record at the Africa Cup of Nations. In fact, they haven't gone past the quarterfinals since 2004. Uh, and it, the loss was probably summed up by them missing a penalty just five minutes from time from star man Ashraf Hakimi, which would have been the equaliser. Uh, and just to, to end with this fact, not one of the quarterfinals from the African Cup of Nations two years ago are in the quarterfinals this time. It's the first time that's happened at any major tournament, let alone AFCON. So it just goes to show how many shocks there's been at this tournament. OK, well, lastly, Leo, uh, you found a story today about a monkey who's on the run in Scotland of all places. Yeah, as you can see in The Guardian this morning, there's efforts to trace a monkey that fled a wildlife, cast, uh, wildlife park in Scotland. The Japanese macaque jumped over the fence from his enclosure and it's been two days since he got out. They thought he might be able to make it back on his own, but that's not the case. He's still very much enjoying his solo adventure, but there has been some sighting. Some people have seen them in his back garden, just in their back gardens even, just feeding on nuts, enjoying himself. Uh, one theory is that the monkey jumped the fence, seeking respite from tensions of breeding season. He's not thought to be dangerous, but public have still been urged to not approach the monkey just in case he, he went bananas. I hope he's making the most of uh, the best that Scotland has to offer. Uh, Leo McGuinn uh, with today's press review. Thank you very much. Thank you.